Life is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. It's true, it is. Hello, everybody. Hello, welcome. Today we have, um, sitting in, we have a foster kitten and a chihuahua sleeping together, or at least very closely on the couch. So I just took a pic to post later. Super cute. Pic to post. So what a week. (laughs) (laughs) And astrologically, my goodness, July. Let's just all take care of each other. Yeah, are, th- are there crazy things happening? Oh yeah, I know there. I know Chiron went retrograde, and I felt that you did. How did, did you? you feel it? <sighs> you know what? It's so interesting. I realized it was the same big deal thing that came up last time Chiron went retrograde for me, which was that uh, it was related to my sexual abuse as a child. That it was oh, like yeah. Ted just like normal touched me like kiss my neck or something, and I was like ah, and it was that feeling of like being unsafe in my own house because I wasn't expect you know when it's just like extra yes. sensitive yeah and it was the same thing last time and then he got his feelings hurt because I was like ah oh, and then yeah. I was like oh that really I'm so sorry like that wasn't really you that was just this feeling that I used to get in my house when there was this like grown-up who was being weirdly affectionate to me so Terrible. it was that yeah isn't that interesting that I was yes. like oh yeah that same exact thing happened like right after Chiron, Chiron went retrograde last Whoa. time so what did you do? Just notice and then? Yeah, I just was like, oh, this is that same thing. And I, and at both times I cried, just cried so much because it was not only um, the feeling, but then like hurting Ted's feelings, that oh, really sucked. Wow. And then to be like, well, this is, I know, but it does suck because it's like, wow, that that would really feel bad if, you know, some, suddenly you told me I was being creepy or like you acted like I was being creepy. Yeah. So but that's that's part of the sadness is like that's just in me you know i feel like mm. that that is part of the wounded healer wisdom because that's just in case you guys don't know chiron is the planet of the wounded healer so there's a greek myth about this healer who has a wound that will never heal and i think that is so powerful to recognize that there are some wounds that won't heal like that Mm. that I don't know if that will ever heal like Mm. that I just sometimes remember that feeling of being a kid and feeling like that something's creepy about the way this person is Mm. you know what I mean and so to just have compassion for myself about yeah that that was got really strongly in my fields you know I can't like unremember that yeah I don't know if I want to believe (laughs) that it won't ever be healed and I mean, I, the reason I say don't want to believe is because I don't want to minimize your experience or, you know, if that's how it feels for you, I totally, you know, honor that. But I guess it's just, I feel like the more we bring these parts in and really claim those wounds that we can be healed. I feel like we can, like we can be whole yeah, I think we, I mean, I feel like definitely we can be strong and I feel like I can heal my heart. Mm-hmm. I just think, I don't know, I feel like there is some relief to me in being okay. like how, like, for example, this is not 
the same. I don't. I don't want to compare um, what's worse. But my uncle Lou was in Vietnam, so whenever he hears fireworks to this yeah. day, he feels really uncomfortable. And so I feel like that would be a lot to ask to be like in this lifetime. Stop oh, being really? afraid of fireworks. I feel you know like what I mean? You could do it though. I really? feel like if you, yeah, like if you have that experience, something like what you just said. Because that is like you can do CBT therapy and um, I mean, I really think that specific one you just said for sure. Mm. I mean, that may sound really, I believe, I'm not saying I understand what it was like to be in war. I mean, those war wounds, I I don't want to, I feel like it's kind of dangerous territory. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm minimizing it, number one. Number two, if it makes you feel better, then definitely I don't want to take away from that. Yeah, I mean, like, he, I remember Uncle Lou going to, like, fireworks things with us and being like, I'm trying, you know, like, I'm going to do my best to be here and to get over this. And it was like, I don't know. I just think if you have a deep memory of something that was really traumatic, like to be like, well, that happened to me. So sometimes things that happen to me now remind me of that. And then it reminds me of that pain. And so it's like that. It's not like I feel like, oh, I'm damaged forever. And I'm, you know, it's it's just more like, oh, yeah, ooh, I remember that feeling. Like that just reminded me of that feeling. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like there is, I read, I I remember David Data in one of his books said, like some of those feelings that you have might never heal, like from Mm. your childhood. And I kind of was like, oh, that kind of takes the pressure off. I mean, maybe it will heal, but. Yes, yeah, yeah, maybe if, for me, if I look at it that way, like, like, of course you feel this way. You, you know, that was, yeah, and that may, you may always feel that way and that's okay. And, I, you know, loving yourself and, you know, through that. I guess it's just especially, like, I don't know if Lou ever did CBT therapy or EMDR, you know? <laughs> I feel yeah. like especially that kind of thing, which I yeah, do think. Yeah, I would like is, to try that. Yeah, MDR. That's before. a good idea. And yeah, I've done it. It's really great because it does help rewire your brain. I mean, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say it doesn't normally happen to me. Like most of the time, right. that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's just like, oh, Chiron's retrograde, and that that, that happened right. again. Yeah, it's not like it's affecting your life day to day at yeah. all. And that's the thing. I mean, you have healed it majorly. It's just mm-hmm. like that little maybe echo. I mean, yeah, maybe that's always gonna be there. I think, and who knows, maybe I'm being defensive. Um, it may just be my thing like, no, I can, though. <laughs> you know, like, oh, no, I can. Because I just do think we have so many things available, so many tools available to us. Yeah. But yeah, it's also I mean, I guess there's value in both. I guess there's yeah. value in both. Like, maybe I it'll heal, that. and also maybe it won't, and I don't have to put pressure or have no. any rage guilt, but... Yeah. yeah, I like could. that. Like, I, I see what you're saying about, like, maybe it won't. It does give, I can feel the freedom when you say that. Like, there's absolutely no pressure. You don't have to be fucking 100% healed. Right. And that is also true that there's so many things to heal in your life. Like, there's no way to be 100% conscious at all times unless yeah, you're Yeah, it's like, it's on an ongoing hill. process. Right. And then it is, and then it can be... Uh, a way to a portal into more self-compassion too yes which is hugely awakening and opening and that's why I guess this is really it's funny you said that because this is what it comes down to is like I feel that our wounds are 
really are up. I mean, it's not like a new thing, but like when we embrace them with our hearts, like you did, that's a portal to expanding even more. And that's really where our, um, power is yeah and i think that's the wisdom of the wounded healer too yes yeah that also helps us be empathetic Mm -hmm. yeah i like this it's both sides it reminds me of that time i took acid when i was 16 (laughs) (laughs) oh because you realized crying for being sad and happy is the same thing oh no that was shrooms but um No, one, I only took acid one time. I just realized I don't know how loudly I'm speaking and my kids may not even near. Um, maybe near. But anyway, no, I just remember we were, I was with two friends. We all did it and we were trying to decide if we should leave. And we, they were both giving their different arguments if they should stay or if we should leave. And I was 100% agreeing with both of them. <laughs> I was like, yes, that makes complete sense. We should stay. And then the other one would say, I'd be like, oh, we should definitely go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just fine with either, but also agreed a hundred percent with both. That's so oh Aquarius. Oh, it's oh oh my gosh. It's funny. <laughs> I feel like I'm going off on so many tangents, but um I just want to tell this funny thing that happened related to Aquarius because I was in the car with my daughter and she was like, I don't have, I don't really have many friends. And I was like, but she was like, she goes, I love my friends. And then she was like, I don't really have many friends. And, and I was like, and then she goes, that's kind of pathetic. And I was like, what? No, it isn't. And she's like, well, I don't think it is, but you have so many friends. And I was like, don't compare yourself to me. I'm an Aquarius. Or I go, I'm an Aquarius. Don't compare yourself to me. And then she was like, she goes, you should put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> and now I really want that T-shirt. I'm an Aquarius. Don't compare yourself to me. <laughs> you do um, have a lot be- of friends. What? You do have a lot of friends, but I think I in school I always had very few, but they were really great friends. Yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing about me is, I mean, it's not the only weird thing, but I have deep French. I'm not like a superficial friend person, but I'm an Aquarius who loves community. Yeah, so you I have a talent for friendship. Uh, I don't think so, but I appreciate you saying that. I know you've said that before, and I'm like, what? Because for the longest time, friendship was like my pain point. Mm. And only recently is that not true. But anyway, real quick to get back to Chiron in Aries is one of my friends, Britton, who we have um, on here sometimes. The astrologer wrote me a text to me to say that she remembered that Chiron in Aries it was six degree. Whatever the degree point was, was exactly where mine is on my natal chart. Oh. So and Mars was in um Aries too, which I both, I have both those things. So the Chiron and Aries. Anyway, so it was all like pretty amplified. <laughs> I have the most extreme week. We won't even talk about it in detail. Oh, but it was you don't so, want to? You well, talk I about talked about it last time and I feel like we've, I've been talking a lot already, but it's just like my cat was missing and um, it was just so much stuff coming up. Um, but the good news was I did my webinar, which was really nice. It was such a sweet, supportive group. Everyone was like, it was a really great group. And the contract, when we updated the contracts, it was like, I've, I felt 
really like expansive uh, and buzzy and people were saying like, oh my God, it's so, you know, having all kinds of nice feelings and release. And so that was, that was a really nice part of the week. So that was your inner child, what is it? Updating parent child contracts. Well, that one was the updating your contract with your soul contract with your parents. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what the webinar was, but it was, yeah, launching and introducing my inner child healing class. So, should we talk about it now since we're, we just talked about our week. We didn't mention the cards we picked, but we get it. (laughs) (laughs) It did. I do think they both applied, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can, if you want to say what they were. No? Okay, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So, this is the last week that the um that magic monday is brought to you by my inner child healing class um so the if you're listening to this monday the last day to register is wednesday and class starts thursday um and i'm really so excited about it and it's so essentially um it's a three-week class where it's three weeks of pre-recorded classes and um, energy healing through meditation and that you'll get the mp3s of and ritual exercises and journaling Um, and if you don't if you're adverse to quote-unquote homework I'll just say that it's not a ton of work it's just very powerful and helpful and maybe look at it as self-care time do the homework, you guys. Well, <laughs> I'm only saying it because some people, some people love homework, and that's great. But then, but I did have someone say to me, um, a client was, it was actually separate about something else, but she was saying how she gets like when she sees homework, it's like, uh, but it, it really is like this nice self care, like diving into um, various things, like connecting to your higher self and becoming your better inner parent. So overall, it's about helping you to feel um, this connection to your inner child through growing your loving inner adult. Because so many of us have either we're just the inner child or, and which we'll talk about later in the questions, or the inner critic. And by developing this strong connection, you have this inner support. So when things go awry like they did for me this week, if I hadn't had this practice, I don't, I would have been a real mess, a real, real mess. Um, it really gives you this inner support. And the more you speak to your inner child, the more information you're getting from yourself, the more you're building yourself, yourself worth and your self-knowledge and you're able to tell the difference between yourself and other people. You have more access to your intuition. I mean, the rewards are are plenty. They are a plenty. So <laughs> if you want to sign up, go to my, you can either go to highestlighthealing.com or you can go to my Instagram, highestlighthealing, and click on the link in the bizzo. All right. And I'm really excited to have a nice group. I mean, we already have like a nice group and the I have set up the energy. So it's just the most supportive energetically. I set up a little bubble so that everybody who comes in is just the um, 
it's just a really nice fit energetically and that they all amplify their own healing and the energy of it. So I'm really excited about it. I'm getting such a positive feeling from this. Nice. Yay. Yeah, I've had my guides like every day. They send the the little bubble love and lights. Nice. Um, Should we talk about our pocket or should we just go to questionis? Uh, yeah, let's do questions. Okay. Okie dokie. I have to go to the... Have you looked at the questions? No, sorry. Okay. Hold on real quick. Oops, I was there and now I'm gone. Come on, come back. Okay. So the first question is from Vicky. You know what? I didn't read either. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's new to both of us, everybody listening. Okay. Hello. First off, I want to start off and say I'm so thankful for the podcast and the knowledge and guidance it has given me in my spiritual journey. I have heard on the podcast about ancestry cycles and also past lives trauma, and I'm a little confused on how they connect. Like in this life, I'm Hispanic. So going through my ancestry, they may all be Hispanic, but my past life, I could have been, let's say, Irish. So those ancestors were Irish. Do I have connection to my ancestors from all my past lives, or does past life cycles only affect me in this physical body? Oh, that's deep. Mm, that's a yeah. Lot. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to answer or do you want? Uh, do you feel like you want to start? I could start. Or I don't know. I can start. Um, okay. It is, okay. You know what's interesting is my first impulse to this question is you don't need to know. <laughs> like letting go of trying to figure it out because as I was reading it, I just got this feeling like being kind of in my stuck in my analyzer so I think maybe you might be a little chipped up in your analyzer part of you and it's totally I'm not judging at all it's like totally fine to be curious and that's cool to delve into these questions within that way but if you are worried like ah how am I gonna do this like I would just allow that feeling of welcoming wanting to figure it out and then let it go that said um I mean in my experience of looking at past lives, um, I'm Jewish. I've had past lives um, as um, in being Catholic. So it's, um, you know, yeah, we have all kinds of multitudes. We contain multitudes. And I, <laughs> and I feel, and also we repeat lives with the same people not always you know there's new people coming in or we'll release old people old relationships but um so when you're healing ancestors you may be healing the same ancestor from both say an Irish life and a Hispanic life ultimately it's really the um patterning and the lesson and yeah. the energy of it that's getting released so that's also why i'm saying it doesn't matter really like getting caught up in the question it won't affect the healing of it um you know there's a lot of guilt in all religions for instance like catholic guilt and jewish guilt look different but you know, it's, it can, there's this an overlapping of energy patterns, but, um, yeah. So when I'm healing my ancestor, um, background, um, when I'm healing my ancestor background, it's, um, it's what's important for me now in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
So whatever yeah. is coming up for me to heal is what is ready to be healed, is what needs to be healed. And, um, you know, I might be healing ancestors from my Catholic lives on one hand when I de-energize those past lives. And then in this present life, I'm healing a lot of past life Jewish, not past life, but um, present life ancestor Jewish energy yeah. that is ready to let go. Yeah, I feel like that same way that it's like when I think of my ancestors in this life, I think I actually have their DNA in my physical body. So that actual patterning, not only from, you know, learning the patterns because you it gets passed down. Um, but when I think of my past lives and then the ancestors in my past lives, I don't I really don't think I need to heal those ancestral patterns unless like Natasha said, it's patterning. Mm -hmm. So it chances are good if it's something you need to heal. It doesn't really matter where it came from. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and also if you're healing, I mean, in it's my belief when we heal ourselves, we're healing our past and and yeah. future, and also our ancestors. So when you're healing a past life from, like, for me, a Catholic life, I'm likely also helping to heal those ancestors without, you know, just because I'm healing. Yeah, and I feel like part of the wisdom of of uh, past lives, the inspiration of it is realizing we're really all connected. We're all family. Yes. And then ultimately, we're all one, mm -hmm. one consciousness. So I think getting into the details of it is a, of like, should I do ancestral healing for my past lives? I think that's at that point, it's just like we're all one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. all one sea of patterns we can heal at that point. Yeah. I mean, unless you're getting a really strong feeling like, yeah. oh, wow, I'm getting a tug here, I, then, yeah, totally listen to that. Yeah, I mean, I have, I'm thinking about one particular past life where often when you tap into them, like if you were to do a past life regression, you might be wanting to look at a pattern, a specific pattern mm -hmm. in this life. Like, is there something from, like, you sense that. So, like, in this one past life I'm thinking of, I discovered it because I was like really going through a lot with my mom. And then I was like, oh, these patterns from hundreds of years ago from this other situation. So it's all connected. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's, yeah, there really is no you or me in no. the first place. No, nope. you're listening to your own voices right now. <laughs> uh, okay, next question is from Angela, and she says, Hi, I have started becoming more comfortable in using oracle cards, and I'm thinking about dabbling in tarot. What suggestions do you have to protect myself against negative energies? A friend told me she was using tarot and was followed around by an energy for quite a while, i.e. lights flickering, feeling hot air in her face while sleeping, I don't mean to laugh, until cleansing her space. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, you know, one thing I just want to say right off the bat is I don't know how much I, well, okay, I'll just, never mind. I was going to say I don't really believe in negative energy. I mean, I know there are some evil forces out there, but it, it's so rare that this happens. You know, it's really fear that attracts this kind of thing and also judgment by the by. I will say that I did encounter, I'm not going to go into it because it's a little bit political, but the, I encountered um, the energy of a different kind of virus, like a thought virus. And um, 
the if I'm neutral, it's not interested. It can't that mm-hmm. you can't you can't get to you. And um and but judging things are really it does make them whack you the some kind of energies. Mm-hmm. Um so being neutral is number one. Just knowing also how rare it is maybe will help you. Um but all of that said you know, always set up your space, like she said, until clearing, cleansing her space. Um, and I just want to go back real quick. I mean, she, if she felt it was negative, okay, I believe you, but it, and I believe her, of course, if that's her feeling. However, a lot of times, because a lot of people are afraid of things like flickering lights, they assume it's negative. It may not be negative. It may just be like a silly <laughs> being I've talked before about you know, you've talked too about silly fairies. I've seen silly, not silly aliens, but aliens who just were not meaning harm, you know, this kind of thing. So to, I wouldn't assume that was negative, you know, however, you don't want people me- or, you know, beings messing with your space. So just, it's real simple, just set up. You can ask for Archangel Michael, the biggest protector of all the angels. So nice. He's so nice. And just affirm, oh, I'm going to stay in neutral and um, and uh, only my highest good comes in and I'm protected and I'm only open to energies or guides from the that serve my highest possible good. And anyone else is not welcome. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I would say if there is a fear, like if you Mm -hmm. still have that feeling like, okay, Natessa Natasha said it was okay, but I still feel a little afraid, but Mm. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. Like maybe don't do that. Instead, maybe wait until you have practiced surrounding yourself in light and bringing light into your home and calling on angels and you feel real solid. You feel grounded. You feel safe. That's really the spiritual path. And then when at that point you're like, oh, yeah, I can totally do a tarot reading and I'll call on light Mm -hmm. and I already did my meditation today so I feel very safe and protected and shielded then do it but I do I I, I mean when I first started practicing magic I still had the feeling that oh maybe I'm evil maybe this is evil maybe this is calling in because that was a real big deal with me which is part of why I was interested in it in the first place because my family was so like oh you know you don't want to mess with that I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) But I also was scared. Running to the door to do it. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I need to know more about that, you know. Um, But I do think that the fear, because I remember, it's so funny, I remember um, making a pomander, you know what that is? It's like Mm -hmm. an orange and then you, it's like a, it just is a good smelling thing and you put cloves in it and you hang it with ribbons and it's like a positive energy thing and I read about how to do it in one of the Llewellyn Almanacs from 1997 or something like that and I remember I did it and then I was like, I looked at it, it was a pomander and I was like, oh no. I'm calling in some negative thing with like just because I didn't know it was like I was just starting and I read how to do this in a witchcraft book so this might be you know calling in something and then I threw it away you know and then and that was a time that I actually did call in some weird shit because I think it was that fear yeah and it was that belief and so that's a way that we can take the our power our power is really strong so if if our power we continually practice like feeling safe and calling on light and 
working with the divine in a way that feels powerful for us, then we're using our power in that way. And if we are like, oh no, I called in something bad and you know that's your power too so it's it's important to work with feeling comfortable before you you know start to do anything that's gonna unsettle you i love that advice that's great yeah yeah it's true fear and judgment attract these things i almost i mean part of why i didn't say the fear is because um I don't want people to be like, oh, no, I'm afraid. And so now I'm drawing it in. You oh, know right. What I mean? Yeah. But like, no, don't think like about an elephant. Yeah, exactly. It's not it doesn't work that quickly. It's just that if you're afraid and then you're sitting there worrying, you know, it can attract it because that's what a lot of times these things um do and you can work with the violet fire in those cases too whenever there's like a thing like oh no i'm thinking this and so and i shouldn't be thinking that because tess and natasha said that i'll manifest it like (laughs) that if that's a trap and so you just take the fear and you say oh i'm just gonna send it all into the violet fire i call on the violet fire any negative energy i set the intention it transmutes it into positive energy so i can just feel as afraid as i want the more fear i feel the more positive energy i'm generating that turns it around if you're like if you stop fighting it when you fight it it makes it worse amusement is also really nice by the way laughter really breaks it up and you can call in the energy of amusement too i see it as like a greenish blue so you can call that in too just like have fun with it you know this is supposed to be fun it's Mm -hmm. not like serious where the yeah no no because i mean i was fine even though i called in weird shit that you know i i got over it i survived it was fine (laughs) so even then you can laugh you know yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and and it's it really is so much is based in neutrality. I'll just say when I started doing my the work I do and um and I we were talking about seeing guides or like, oh, it's possible a guide could come in. I was afraid at first. I was like, oh, no, no, I got to. Ex-. And I did actually what you just said. I just spent more time with my protection feeling good feeling good and then at this point it's like oh okay whatever i'll look at anybody you know someone comes in with a shadow person they see shat fine bring them in and then you know and because i'm in neutral and i know they can't hurt me you know yeah that is always the best policies because you have it's your choice. It's free will. People or anything can't come in your space unless you give them permission on some level. Even with people, you know, when we feel their energy, it's like on some level we either feel responsible for them and that's why we're letting them in or we're not, you know, feel we have a right to our space, you know, whatever it is. But you have, it's free will, especially also people are a little bit actually maybe more challenging than guides and stuff because they're in a body mm-hmm. and guides, they're not in a body or whoever aliens. Da, da, da. So they can't, <laughs> um, I'm just laughing because that might have sounded weird. Aliens. Da, 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 da. <laughs> aliens. <laughs> yada, whatever yada, kind yada. of other beings. You know. <laughs> um, they can, it's harder. You have to, you know, on some level say, hey, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, and also I think that many people are um, programmed by horror films. Like, it's not a horror. Like, it's not going to be like, oh, no, I made a pomander, and now things are just going to get progressively creepier until the finale where, you know, it's not not real. Yeah, no, not real at all. That's just the movies. Um, Okay, and then we do have one last question um, from a client. 
Nadia who actually asked me to ask it on here, which was she was saying that when she tries to when she's upset in some way and she tries to comfort her and her child, she can't access her and her child. Oh, okay. Um, so I thought this would be a good um, thing to bring up because I feel like a lot of people might feel this way. Which, and what I told her is a lot of times when that is the case, it's because you are the inner child. You're only oh, the inner child. Yeah. And so you can't, you're not really communicating as the ad- loving, protective adult to the inner child. You're just like, um, you know, feeling really sad and, and it's like, what's going on? You know, it's just you're merging. You're merging with all of your feelings. And so um, at that point, that's when you want to do what you can to access your inner loving adult. You know, and I'm actually going to talk about this, too, in the energy report in terms of little things that you can do and not to promote my class again, but that's why I start in my class with just the first week is developing this loving adult in the biggest way possible, tapping in and all the different ways from every angle, energy, healing, journaling, you know, whatever it is so that, um, so that you can have that access. So you're not just lost in your feelings and feeling alone and like, oh my God, I am my feelings basically. Yeah, it's so helpful. That reminds me, I think I've talked about this before that when I was first promoting my book, Magical Housekeeping, how I was terrified. And then I had a friend who was a life coach who was like, that's your inner child. She thinks she thinks she has to go promote it. So you oh, talk yeah. to her as the adult and explain you as the adult will promote the book and she can go play because, <laughs> yeah. you know, the inner child creates. So the inner child created that. So she thought she had to go out and promote it. It's like Aww. the adult can do the promotion. The child can worry about the having the fun and coloring yeah. and writing a book, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, and that is part, it's kind of hard sometimes when you're figuring out how to help yourself in this way, because also, as I've said before, the inner child lives in the past wound, so they're just like thinking, oh my God, I'm back in this experience. Yeah, and I don't have the tools to deal because I'm a child. Right, so learning these tools, oh, what do I need, you know, how can I help myself? That's things that you can do, put your hand on your heart and access your heart space, so even just doing that will help um, you access that inner adult. If you hear crunching in the background, it's one of the foster kittens eating. Oh, um, I love the sound of cats eating and drinking. Such so a comforting cute. sound. Okay, so before we go on, we would just like to say we'd love it if you would review our podcast on Apple, on Stitcher, where else? Spotify, anywhere you listen, right? Yeah, anywhere you listen, Google Podcasts, wherever it is. That really helps people find us, and we really appreciate you. And now we're going to do a new thing where we're going to read one of our reviews, um, and I'm not going to be able to say this name i'm just going to spell it out and then um yeah so it's o-u-a-o-u-t-i-f-a she says love this podcast these women are tapped in with just the right amount of humor i love starting the week with their conversation and take away so much practical advice and guidance on healthy rituals that always get me in touch with self-love slash feeling good I mean, thank you. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. And 
They really make us feel good too, right? They sure do. I mean, you especially. <laughs> especially me. <laughs> As always. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for leaving us a review. We really appreciate it. Okay, should I do my part? It is time for the energy report. Just looking at a kitten, which is a real nice way to start this energy report. Um, And now he's looking at me, and he's so cute. We named this kitten Josh Chin because he has... um, a white chin and his name was Josh. <laughs> so then we named his sister Carol, Josh and Carol Chin. Anyway, that's not <laughs> what the energy report's about. So the energy <laughs> report is the energy trend that I've noticed for the week, both myself and my clients. And I'm taking in to account the week ahead with some astrological stuff. I'm not going to go into details because I'm not a profesh astrological clearly astrologer but um you know what let's just be honest like you said before there's wounds you know it's it's not it's not easy out there astrologically right now there's mercury and cancer there i mean things there's pluto and all kinds of things are going on here that are really making bringing up the shit and um we are going into leo season which um may help the flood of emotions, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's still a lot of other things going on with Saturn, um, and we still have a, a really heavy Capricorn situation. So anyway, that all is to say that it's really another week to really be gentle with ourselves and to really just let what is be. Um, one of my favorite quote-unquote chance I like to say I was actually telling Tess earlier from the Sedona method is if you're dealing with a person can I let this person be who this person is can I let this person be who this person is um because one what's interesting is this past week so much mother stuff has come up with so many people mm-hmm. well no I just remember you talking about this last week with yourself uh, remember it was a mother portal for you and then of course it's cancer season and we're coming up right on cancer right season. yes and it's not um yeah apparently it wasn't just me so um it was yeah it was not just me there was there's so much um mother stuff coming up and so What I want to focus on, so is that just allowing what is to be as much as possible, nurturing yourself, whatever ways that you want that mothering, bring that to yourself. Um, And the there's two focal points I'm really getting. One is the heart. So bringing light into your heart and something message I've really been getting lately, which I um has come back. I think I was getting this strongly back in March and now it's coming back again, which is really to see your heart chakra as a the, a tunnel, like so it, the front and the back, you know, don't just think of it as just the front of your um, body, but think of that heart chakra as being a whole tunnel, like you can blast that light front and back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bringing that light into both, it's really cleansing and nurturing to just ask for your highest possible light to come into your heart and see it go through the back and the front. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is maintaining neutrality as much as possible. So saying hello to yourself from the center of your head. 
Um, that's the part. It's not attached to your analyzer. It's not connected to any chakra where it can get caught up maybe in stories or, uh, you know, heavy emotions or a lot of emotion. It's just the center of your head. That's where neutrality is. We're dealing with a lot of things right now, everybody, the pandemic, political stuff. It's a lot. So the more we can maintain our neutrality as actually coming back to that other question, um, the better we can stay connected to our own heart, hear our own heart, and and feel um, more grounded in ourselves. Yeah, I like that. And I feel like when you're saying that, that also makes me think of, you know, all the different moods that we go through, energy levels, moods, challenges during this time, mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, no, now I'm depressed or yeah. now I'm this, like, just like, oh, yeah. There's this today. Yesterday, I felt amazing. Yes, today, I feel weird. Yeah. You know, and just that's that's just how I feel. And it doesn't mean you're going to feel like that forever. It just means that's how you feel right now. That's right. You're not your feelings. You're not your stories. You're none of that. You're that which is aware of all of that. Yeah. And that does remind me again back to the advice for Nadia in terms of, you know, being not knowing, being able to communicate to her inner child. It's, yeah, if you say hello to yourself from the center of your head, then you have some neutrality from those deep old wounds. And, and then combine that with your heart, breathing that light in the heart, then, you know, that's just a loving place to be able to support yourself right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, give yourself a lot of grace and love and rest as respect your cycles exactly what you just said if one day's not great the next day is you know just enjoy that day then and Mm -hmm. no judgment releasing from judgment and not not like um grasping like oh now i feel great i hope this lasts like you may or may not tomorrow you might feel weird (laughs) you know like just let it all pass through and that's okay too (laughs) Boy, the more I've been, yeah, welcoming those feelings, which for me, I always associate with the inner child into my heart, like, oh, like with my Keith being missing, it's like I get kept getting this pit in my stomach all week. And then I, I just kept inviting that into my heart. And that was just like, Ugh, okay, like, it's like, I'm here, I'm handling this, I can do this, you know, by bringing it into your heart. And that's not to say you shouldn't feel your feelings, but it's giving it a loving place to be felt. That's, yeah, feeling your feelings even more. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, just like, there's the feeling. Let me feel that instead of pushing that away. Yeah. Yeah, that brings peace. All right. Okay, so now it's time for Practical Magic. Okay, so this week, happy new moon, everyone. It's new moon today and um, the day this podcast comes out. And we are moving toward Leo season, as Natasha mentioned, on Wednesday. So um, the first part of the week is Cancer moon, Cancer sun. Then we move into Leo moon, Leo sun. And I had, I don't know if I've ever thought about this before, but in, I was, thinking about how cancer moves into leo leo comes after cancer and cancer's the only sun or the only sign ruled by the moon and leo's the only sign mm, ruled by the sun yeah. and i ha- i don't think i've ever really realized or equated that to this uh, dynamic in feng shui which is so helpful this is such a helpful dynamic which is um the career area 
is directly across from the fame and reputation area. There are two different areas in the house. So if you're aware of feng shui, there's a bagua map, which is like a tic-tac-toe board. So there's nine life areas. You can learn more about this on my site but or in a feng shui book, but you don't need to. Just what I want to talk about is how the career area is associated with deep water, the water element. And the fame and reputation mm. area is associated with fire. Um, it's like this expansive, you know, fiery element, how you're seen and known in the world. But career is like this deep authenticity, like mm -hmm. your relationship with yourself and your natural flow. And it's so similar to Cancer and, and Leo because that um, career, it when this is what's so helpful is when um, career is activated in your home and fame and reputation, when they're both the fire and the water are both activated in a healthy way, then you have a healthy balance, like a natural flow of energy mm. to express your passions and joy in the world, express yourself and shine your light. If it's only like, let's say you have a lot of the water element and your career area is activated, but your fame and reputation area is not, then you can get depressed because mm. you're not ex you're not shining your light. You might be aligned with what brings you joy, but it's not being expressed outwardly in the physical world. On the other hand, if you have fame and reputation going for you, you have that fire element happening, but you don't have that water, deep water nourished, that energy. And I'm talking about this in your house, but this is so just like about it's holistic. It's in your life also. But the just the fame and reputation, the fire without the water can be like, you know, maybe you're a famous in a way you don't really want to be or that doesn't really express. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not aligning that with your passion and your joy and who you are. Mm -hmm. So you might get burned out instead yeah. of like nourished by your depth. So mm -hmm. I like that dynamic for cancer moving into Leo. So let's this week for practical magic, like Natasha said, rest in self-care. Really rest, really take care of yourself so that it will nourish you when you move into this fiery, expansive Leo energy, which is so associated with fame and how you're seen in the world. I love it. Yeah. So um, what you can do is this week, take care of yourself throughout the week. Take baths. You could even really concentrate on the water element mm. by taking baths and like take a shower and or take a shower with like the conscious connection to the water element you could mm -hmm. visit a natural body of water if possible or meditate mm -hmm. with the sound of water let that mm -hmm. nourish you throughout the week as you just kind of pose the question to yourself while you're resting while you're taking care of yourself as best you can how do i want to be seen and known in the world how do i want to be mm. what do i want to be appreciated for mm. because we all want that and so again without that watery aspect then we can think like why do i need to be seen and appreciated that's superficial you know right. it's not we our light wants to shine and it's actually there's a generosity to it like with leo it's it's the heart chakra. It's like really you can generously shine your light. I'm not mm -hmm. saying there aren't famous people who aren't doing it generously. Maybe yeah. they're not connected to their heart. But we that's what we really want as humans. We want to shine our light with generosity and with love. And we want to be seen and we want to be appreciated. And that's a genuine desire. So 
kind of think about it while you're taking care of yourself throughout the week. This also is aligned with Saturn being retrograde in Capricorn right now. Oh, I was thinking that too because then, you know, when we are aware, that's kind of like the merging of the two, you know, like when you are aware of what's my joy, what's my authentic flow, what do I care about, and then how do I want to express that? Having a structure that all that Capricorn energy right now, like having a structure like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to work on this and then mm-hmm. I'm going to promote it in this way. You know, mm-hmm. that's also, I just think there's so many aspects right now yeah. that are. The, in retrograde, it's really about considering. What do I want? Like you were saying. Oh, interesting. Yeah. How do so, I want to do this in career specifically? Yeah. So then this weekend, the moon moves into Libra, which is, I think, such a cool, it's so balancing. It's an mm, air sign. Moon. Oh, yeah. And it's also, um, I think this is a great, would be a great time to integrate what you've oh, been thinking yeah. about. So on the week, during the weekend, you could light a candle, maybe a red candle on your altar for that Leo energy since we've moved at that point into Leo season. And then write a list of how you would like to be seen and known and appreciated and write it in the present tense. Oh, like I this like is, that. yeah. Always remember, I I always like to write my yeah. goals and intentions in the present tense. I think that kind of skips right. a step. Like it's already happening. Mm-hmm. Like here I am. This is happening. It helps you lock into that energy instead mm-hmm. of locking into the energy Longing. where it's in the future. Yeah, or yeah, wishing for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. Make your you could then I you could fold it. it up and put it on your altar, put a crystal on it and then just kind of like let that set the mood for how you work toward your work in your career, work toward expressing your, you know, shining your light and sharing your gifts with the world in the future. Yeah. That's great. All righty. So shall we do our housekeeping? Yes. Okay. So you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com. You can ask us a question on there. You can also join us on our listener page. I mean, on Facebook at Magic Monday Listeners um, and um, talk to each other there and we chime in. And uh, Magic Monday Pod on Facebook and Magic Monday Podcast on Instagram. And you can find me at highestlighthealing.com. You can sign up for my newsletter, find out about my class, um, schedule a session, and on Instagram, highestlighthealing. Yeah, you guys got to get in on that class. Sounds amazing. Thank you. Okay, and you can, is it my turn? Yeah. You can find me on uh, at tesswhitehurst.com. That's where you can find spells and rituals and meditations for free. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Twitter at Tess Whitehurst, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Yay. All right. Well, which deck are you using today? The Sacred Self-Care Oracle. Oh, okay. Seems like a good week for self-care. Oh, that is for sure. I have your deck. I wasn't going to use it a few, but I love it. The cosmic, well, one of your decks, your latest deck, Cosmic Dancer Oracle. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I drew a card, and it's you. It looks like you, Natasha. It's spend spend time with animals. I mean, (laughs) energetically, that's that's me. It's impossible not to in this house. (laughs) That's so you. Okay. Um, it's a little redundant, that card for me. But right. What are you right going to do? 
Animal guides are present. Oh, this is the man, the mantra. Animal guides are present in my life, providing protection, sharing wisdom, pointing me in the right direction, and teaching me the ways of unconditional love. The association between animals and spirit guidance has a long history. Animals are known for their ability to share wisdom, send us messages, and be our guardians. If you have pets, spend time with them and give them lots of extra affection. Allow their unconditional love to infuse itself in your being. If you don't have pets, get creative about how you can spend time with animals. Visit a friend or family member who has pets. Maybe not now at this time. Um, Go outside to observe cute little critters in their natural environment. Watch funny cat videos volunteer at a local shelter, foster an animal, pet sit for a friend, or call in an animal guardian during your next meditation. Keep an eye out for animals showing up in daily life, such as when you spot a bird, snake, frog, dragonfly, or spider. Take a moment to go within first and find out what that animal means to you or under what circumstances you have encountered it before. Then look up the meaning of the animal and ancient wisdom teachings for additional guidance on what it's appearance in your life may signify trust that your trust your intuition when decoding the message this creature holds for you great all right well i picked celebrate growth and breakthroughs which is real leo this picture yeah it totally is yeah it's like a um oh what's that brazilian festival called yeah it uh it's a dancer it's like a brazilian dancer oh yeah um well i'll read your words back to you which now as i'm starting to do it may be weird for you but um it's time to take a break (laughs) from all your hard work and to celebrate how far you've already come and how much you've learned i really like this card for this week too because we're going to be resting, appreciating yeah. ourselves, being a neutral, but also it really is great to, this is a great time to celebrate your growth. And yeah. While you're on your downtime, kind of just, you can look back and be like, oh, what, how have I accomplished, you know, not with things, but just like, how have I been um, showing up for myself? And, yeah. And we've know, all so. been learning so much during so all these challenges. Much. We need this downtime to assimilate it right? and appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. It's wonderful to persevere onwards and upwards toward the pinnacle of your goals, but it's also of vital importance to stop now and then to appreciate the view. It may seem counterintuitive to take a break and enjoy the fruits of your labor. However, you deserve to have a little fun. Um, I'm not going to keep because it is long. long. But, oh, at the end, it says, remember, your inner child is the driving force behind ah. your creativity, curiosity and bold spirit of experimentation. You already said that today. These are the qualities that stoke your burning desire to expand and improve. But your inner child will rebel if you don't take time off to celebrate. Ah. It's true. And acknowledge her for God's sake. Oh, that's really <laughs> funny because I spoke to someone else today whose inner child was um, rebel in the form of procrastination Mm. there's lots of ways your inner child will rebel when you reward yourself for all your hard work every area of your life will receive an enlivening infusion of energy and inspiration that's so true we have to fucking celebrate ourselves y'all yeah i think i feel like that's a good addition to um practical magic this week because it's like yeah rest and go within and at the same time be like this is how far i've already come like instead of just like that capricorn energy of like okay now what you know exactly yeah 
All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We love you. Have a beautiful week. time I took acid when I was 16. <laughs>